This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Bob Comsick. Wildfires continue to rage across Australia with record high temperatures, severe drought to blame the numbers so far. 25 killed, including three volunteer firefighters, thousands of homes destroyed, over 20 million acres scorched since September. Here now to discuss the growing Canadian presence supporting the battle against Australia's destructive wildfires, Melanie Morin, Information Officer for the Canadian Interagency Forest Fire Centre. Welcome. Thank you. Michelle, what expertise does the centre offer countries like Australia who find themselves in a situation like this? So the Canadian Interagency Forest Fire Centre, we're based out of Winnipeg. We're an independent organization that um, brings together the provinces, territories, Parks Canada, uh, different federal agencies. They're all involved with firefighting. And what we do is we facilitate resource sharing. So when one province needs uh, help, as we've seen in past summers where there could be a busy fire season in one area, if there are firefighters traveling from another province, we're the ones that coordinate those needs. In this case, uh, we received a request from Australia and uh, with specific needs as to incident management personnel, we then turned around to the provinces. The provinces told us who was available and not, and then that way we were able to facilitate the So what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing exactly down under in Australia? What are the representatives from the uh, fire center uh, doing down there? How are they helping? Uh, obviously, not uh, you know, literally putting out the the fires with the hoses, but uh, uh, trying to extinguish them. But what is it exactly that they're offering? Of the 95 personnel that we've sent, none are frontline firefighters. So as you mentioned, nobody has hose and hard hat in hand. However, um, all 95 are incident management personnel. They're on incident management teams. Every time we have a large-scale fire here in Canada, the same system is used in Australia, we have an incident management team that is there to uh, help coordinate the tactics and strategy that the firefighters are going to employ. Um, of the different positions that we've sent, we've sent fire behavior analysts, we've sent uh, logistics chiefs, we've sent operations chiefs, we've sent planning personnel, we've sent a lot of aviation personnel. Um, so again, really an expertise to, to help fight these fires. Now, have I know you're continually sending people down there, but from the ones who've maybe been there for a while, have you heard back in terms of uh, their comments and how they find it down there? That uh, Have they ever dealt with anything on a magnitude like this? Uh, the comments that we've received back uh, are really through reports are limited. I imagine we'll get a bit more when we come back. Uh, from what I've been, the sense I've been getting is, one, everybody is just, amazed at the at the welcome that the Australians have have given us um they've made everyone feel like family and as you know most of 
our, our deployed personnel were there during Christmas and New Year's. Um, they've made, they, they've opened their arms, they've done everything to integrate us into their operations and, and to really make us feel at home. Uh, other than that, I would say the biggest thing to adapt to is really, yes, the, the, the climate, the heat that's there, and just it is quite impressive, uh, the amount of fire that's on the landscape, the sheer magnitude geographically um, of, of the scale of these fires is, is something that many people haven't seen before. Is the Canadian Interagency Forest Fire Centre finding that there are more fires like this, like on such a scale, maybe not on such a scale as Australia, but close, not ones that could be put out in a short period of time, say as in years past, but ones that seem to to rage on longer and take more uh, personnel and and, and time and money and resources to, to put out? It, it's difficult to compare and, and make a trend. I imagine uh, there will be some experts and scientists who, who will take the last 10, 20 years and, and will be able to, to trace a pattern. For us at SIFSI, uh, what we have noticed, though, is that there is usually one area of the country every year where there is a, a big enough fire season. And what is really wonderful within Canada is that because of our resource-sharing agreement, whenever one area is, um, is touched, then everyone, we can kind of help each other out. So you may remember, you know, this year, Alberta had a large fire season. The year before, British Columbia had a, fi- a large fire season. We've seen some in the last few years where Ontario and Quebec, So, and then out west they came here. So it really is the kind of strength in numbers and the fact that we can share resources that really helps with these larger fire seasons. Now... Australia's government sticking to its position, no direct link between climate change and the and the the bush uh, bushfires down there, despite uh, warnings from scientists. Now, if that's a little too hot to handle for you, then what is the fire center's position on any links, generally speaking, not specifically Australia, or do, does the center have a position? Um, well, I, I can say that we are seeing fire seasons become longer than they used to be. Um, you know, starting earlier, finishing a bit later, we are seeing um, more concentrated fire seasons where you have, like, you know, these large fires on a large scale in, in a very short amount of time. Now, whether that is linked to climate change or not, as I mentioned, I'll, I'll let the experts debate that one for the moment. Well, I did uh, preface it by saying if you found it a little too hot to handle and uh, you handled it uh, like a politician, and uh, but at the same time, uh, that that is up to them to uh, to make uh, the rules, which we're all which we're all supposed to be following anyway. So it's not up to the uh, fire center to do that. Melanie Morin, information officer for the Canadian Interagency Forest Fire Center, which is busy uh, helping Australian firefighters deal with their uh, massive uh, wildfires uh, that they've been dealing with for for some time. Thank you for your time. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.